they achieved through white social engineering of black minds. Millions of black people now revere Caucasians and perceive themselves as their worst enemies. Despite such a brutally horrible history and reality to the contrary, is absolute proof that black people do not accurately perceive Caucasians based upon the history shared between them both groups. Millions of black people are instead functioning based upon a falsified mindset that benefits the white society. The white society exploited its monopoly over information, that is fed into the minds of black people, to enslave countless millions of black people mentally. It's how they protect their white society from massive unified black retribution. Mental slavery is the worst form of slavery. Those black people that do not think critically never notice their mental chains. Because it gives you the illusion of freedom, makes you trust, love, and defend your oppressors while making you hate those who are trying to free your mind. Those that know must teach. African proverb. The truth of our plight and condition. Unlike after World War LL, when the, less than 12 years Jewish Holocaust came to an end, the U.S. government and the United Nations contributed massive financial support to rebuild their lives, there was no moral obligation to do the same for African people. The African Holocaust lasted hundreds of years longer and resulted in millions of more deaths. When it ended, America, Great Britain, and the many other white nations that benefited from the brutal exploitation of Africa felt no moral obligation to restore the culture of African people. Those Western nations have benefited themselves greatly through their ruthless exploitation of African people and Africa's natural resources for many centuries instead of focusing on their self-interest. To protect themselves from unified massive black retribution, especially given that their mistreatments of African people and exploitation of Africa's natural resources continue indefinitely, those white nations instead socialized African people. Socialized, is when the oppressed or subordinate population is conditioned and behaves in ways beneficial to the dominant culture. There are three ways to mix the human mind effectively. By what we're taught, by what we see, and by what we hear. Because the white society controls the education-led, the media images we see, and the societal narratives we routinely hear, these combined factors allow them to socialize millions of black people without most even realizing it. The African slaves of the 21st century cannot overcome the white society's mixing of their minds. If you believe that this is some feeble-minded conspiracy theory, it's because you don't know the true history. Throughout Western history, those empires that brutally mistreated their oppressed population, fearing eventual retribution from the oppressed, have continually developed methods for controlling their minds. Because oppressors, through their weaponry advantage of guns and cannons, can invade and enslave millions of people. They cannot win their loyalty or sustain peace with them indefinitely unless systems are put in place to keep the oppressed loyal or suppress dissent. Their collective aggressions towards their oppressors will continue to grow over a long duration until massive rebellion becomes inevitable. It is an innate response within the collective human psyche when people for long durations of oppression. The always oppressed eventually seek retribution. Preventing these pending acts of massive rebellion, the minds of the oppressed socialize to revere their oppressors and perceive themselves as their worst enemies. It shifts the collective aggressions of the oppressed away from their oppressors and redirects them inward against themselves, thus preventing them from rebelling against their oppressors. To the detriment of we black people, this is the situation we now endure living under white dominance. How socializing is achieved. Whenever those in power want to socialize an entire generation of people into thinking and behaving as they want them to, they heavily demoralize them. They take control of all the targeted population's narratives and negatively distort them. They then tell them many demoralizing lies about themselves. They tell them that they have no significant history, that invented nothing, that commit most crimes, that they score the lowest on all testings, and that it's themselves that are their own worst enemies. It will profoundly demoralize, divide, and makes the targeted population self-loathing. 
it will also make them more compliant with their oppressor's dominance over their lives, many will even prefer it. It is what white oppressive forces have done to black people. The human mind is like a computer, no matter how efficient it may be, its reliability is only as excellent as its information. If it's possible to control the input into the human mind, no matter how intelligent a person may be, it is entirely possible to prevent what he will think. We are the books we read, the education we're taught, and the movies and TV shows we watch. The white society's monopoly over these things has allowed them to indoctrinate thoughts and ideologies into black people's minds that protect and serve the interests of white communities. Black people are secretly socialized to think and behave in ways that are beneficial to the white through unrelenting media subliminal programming. It's no strange occurrence that many black people are now self-hating, perceive themselves as being their own worst enemies, and think favorably of Caucasians, despite such a brutal history, the contrary. These thoughts, which benefit white societies, were deliberately indoctrinated into the minds of millions of black people without most even realizing it. The white media's unrelenting negative depictions of black people, which amplifies the negative to the point that it distorts reality is much more than just biased media reporting. It is a covert, insidious demoralizing divide-and-conquer psychological warfare campaign. Demoralizing, divide, and conquer is the method of maintaining control over a targeted population. It is a well-proven tactic that has been used for centuries by oppressors to control their oppressed population. Because when the oppressed are demoralized, divided, and self-hating, through constant and unrelenting demoralization to create self-hate and division between them. It also makes the oppressed more compliant with their oppressor's dominance over their lives. Demoralize the enemy from within, this is the warfare of the future. Adolf Hitler. This system is a massive media marketing campaign. That constantly subjects black people to seeing only the fraudulent worst within themselves. The system's racially demoralizing propaganda is pumped unrelentingly into the unsuspecting minds of black populations. Without being challenged or counterbalanced by an equal amount of black positive racially affirming information, it conveys the subliminal message that black people are their own worst enemy and need whites to govern their lives. Moreover, that black people should admire, respect, and trust only whites. This system is highly effective because it can be tough to resist its implied propaganda programming when black people have repetitively presented these noted narratives from trusted white media sources. The propaganda daily, its weapon is the demoralizing message and adversely affecting the black population's behavior. With time, being unable to refute the constant negative information about themselves, many black people eventually accept them. The continuous taunting of negative propaganda unconsciously influences how many within the black population perceives themselves, creating division and self-hatred among themselves. It also turns the collective frustrations and aggressions of black people away from their white oppressors and turns them inward towards themselves. Through the skillful sustained use of repetitive media propaganda, white oppressive forces have created a prison for the minds of millions of black people. The basis of this concept of warfare works by affecting the subconscious minds of the black population through demoralizing propaganda. It works by tapping into the immense power that shame has upon the human mind. Black people do not think critically and question the validity of all information constantly fed into their minds from entirely white sources never noticed to them. It is all possible because people are like computers. All you have to do is keep giving them specific information every so often, and you can persuade an entire generation towards an implied objective. It doesn't matter if the information presented is untrue. Most black people will act upon it because they have all the same misinformation about themselves. This psychological warfare system provides white societies with a more proficient method for controlling black populations. Unlike the past blatant racist plans that black people were quickly able to identify and therefore develop counter-strategies against, 
this system is not easily recognized nor comprehended by many of its black victims. This psychological warfare program works so well that it makes black people more compliant with white dominance over their lives, many even prefer it. It is at the root of the profound division and self-hatred now afflicting many black people and is at the heart of internalized feelings of superiority that many whites possess. The oppressed will always believe the, fraudulent worse about themselves Franz Fanon. They first begin socializing black people during our early educational development. The socializing of black people begins during our educational development when our minds are young and most impressionable. Education is much more than developing students' cognitive abilities in math and language, it is the process of imparting information, knowledge, and values, which best enable students to realize their highest potential. Studies show that how children behave is greatly influenced by what they believe. Therefore children must be taught of the many contributions made by their particular group. Students can then reference these messages about their respective groups to acquire their self-images and assess their potential and capabilities about these messages. Therefore, an educational setting that properly nurtures the aspirations and potential includes the many contributions of the child's particular race or group. It is a basic human need, and it is the basis that children use as a point of reference for their potential. It is essential for children living under challenging circumstances to know about and identify with members of their group who can help them feel good about being members of the same group. Black students, during their educational development, basic human needs were withheld. White governed schools do not provide a racially affirming curriculum to black students as it does so for white students. They instead intentionally give black students a marginalized version of their history. It's a marginalized version designed to instill the myth of white superiority into your subconscious minds. It is a classroom setting wherein most of the achievements and contributions made by black people throughout history from their educational development. Black students' curriculums primarily exalt whites' history and achievements while marginalizing their own. For many black people, their schools are, in fact, the places where they first experience the implications that there is something lesser about being black. Black racially devaluing educational curriculum is being pumped into the impressionable young minds of generations of black students. Without being counterbalanced by an equal amount of positive black racially affirming information. Consequently, black students must constantly resist the negative perceptions of being black implicit in an educational curriculum almost exclusively dedicated to white ideologies, achievements, contributions, and history. Black students are subjected to this demoralizing miseducation for 7 hours a day from 5 through 18. Damage has to the self-esteem of many black students within such a significant time frame. The white educational system's failure to adequately provide black students with a racially affirming curriculum for white students is essential for maintaining white dominance. Because for a ruling class to keep its position of social power over its oppressed population, they must condition the oppressed from a very early age to accept their subordinate status and adhere to the authority of the dominant society. To do so, the education given to the oppressed, from the time that their minds are young and most impressionable, must be the type that denies them a racially and culturally affirming curriculum. The oppressed population has a fully racially and culturally affirming education. Even the brightest among them may have little, if any, the hope of mentally extracting themselves from their assigned low, dominated position in life. I tease the true reason why they miseducate us to believe that we have no significant history before their enslavement and colonizing of Africans. It is untrue. White schools teach us that Africans were uncivilized and illiterate before the Europeans invaded. But the truth and reality are the exact opposite. The hidden fact is that when the Europeans, having created weapons using the gunpowder they got from China, invaded Africa and enslaved Africans, it was a profound act of betrayal. Because long before the Europeans invaded Africa, Africans when we called ourselves Moors, civilized Europe. 
it included introducing science, math, philosophy, and even the daily bath to Europeans. Queen Isabella of Spain bragged that she had only bathed twice in her whole life. Queen Elizabeth, I claimed that she was the cleanest woman in Europe, reportedly washing once a month. The Timbuktu University, in Mali, Africa, and its library are older than those in the Western world. It was composed of three schools, namely the Masjid of DJ Ingreba, the Masjid of Sidi Yahya, and the Masjid of Sankor. During the 12th century, the university had an enrollment of around 25,000 students from Africa. In Timbuktu, there are about 700,000 surviving books written in Mande, Suki, Fulani, Timbuktu, and Sudani. The contents of the manuscripts include math, medicine, poetry, law, and astronomy. This work was the first encyclopedia in the 14th century before the Europeans got the idea later in the 18th century, four centuries later. Great Zimbabwe Great Zimbabwe is an ancient city in the southeastern hills of Zimbabwe near Lake Mutarikwe and the town of Masvingo, originally called the Shona Civilization. The stone city spans an area of 7.22 square kilometers, 2.79 square miles, which could have housed up to 18,000 people at its peak. These gigantic brick buildings and walls nearly 2,000 years ago were erect, it World Heritage Site by UNESCO. There also exist in Africa within the ancient Nigerian city of Benin the ruins of a Great Wall four times larger than the Great Wall of China. The Great Wall of Benin in Edo State, Nigeria, was the largest artificial structure in the history of the world. The walls are four times longer than the Great Wall of China and consumed 100 times more materials than the Pyramid of Giza. The walls extended for some 16,000 kilometers in all and covered a space of 6,500 square miles. It took over 150 million hours of digging to construct and was all built by the Edo people. They are four times longer than the Great Wall of China and consumed a hundred times more material than the Great Pyramid of Cheops. It's perhaps the most significant single archaeological phenomenon on the planet. Source, Wikipedia, Architecture of Africa. Fred Pierce The New Scientist November 9, 1999. Even before the full extent of the city walling had become apparent, the Guinness Book of Records carried an entry in the 1974 edition that described the city as, the largest earthworks in the world carried out before the mechanical era. Excerpt from The Invisible Empire, P.D. Lawton, African Historical Ruins. Sadly, in 1897, Benin City and its Great Wall were destroyed by British forces under Admiral Harry Rawson, in what has come to be called the Punitive Expedition. The city was looted, blown up, and burned to the ground. This expedition destroyed about 1,100 years of Benin history and was one of the evidence of African civilization. The expeditionary force of 1,200 British soldiers. It brought an end to the Great Benin Kingdom and led to numerous Benin historical artifacts. A collection of the famous Benin bronzes are now in the British Museum in London. Part of the 700 stolen bronzes by the British troops were sold back to Nigeria in 1972. Africa is also the cradle of mathematics. The Ishango Mathematic Tool. In the Upper Paleolithic Era, invented by Africans dating as far back as 22,000 years ago. The Ishango tool is an attestation of the practice of arithmetic in ancient Africa. There was also discovered in Africa another mathematical tool. The Libombo Mathematical Tool. It's even older than the Ishango bone. The Libombo tool is indeed the oldest known mathematical artifact in the world. It the discovered in the 1970s in Border Cave, a rock shelter on the western scarp of the Libombo Mountains in an area near South Africa and Swaziland, now Eswatini. Africa is the home of the father of medicine. White historians teach us that the father of medicine was a Greek, European, named Hippocrates. However, the true father of medicine was an African named Imhotep. 
Imhotep practiced medicine and writing on the subject 2,200 years before Hippocrates, the so-called father of modern medicine, was born. Imhotep is the author of the discovered Egyptian medical text written on papyrus, containing almost 100 anatomical terms and describing 48 injuries in their treatment. White schools also teach us that the first scholars in history were the Greeks. But they conceal the fact that all Greek scholars received their formal education in Africa's ancient Egypt. Greeks openly admitted that their knowledge originated from Africa. When Isocrates wrote of his studies in the book business, he said that I studied philosophy and medicine in Africa's Egypt. The monumental building achievements of Africa's ancient Egyptians also prove that Africans were not illiterate nor uncivilized. Many will say that we cannot include Africa's ancient Egyptians because the white society has miseducated them to believe that the ancient Egyptians of Africa were Europeans. White historians have stolen the glorious history of Africa's ancient Egypt and falsely portrayed it as theirs and have manipulated the entire world to see things their way. Here are the facts. Egypt in Africa, its pyramids, and the Great Sphinx were built by Africans thousands of years long before the first Arabs and Greeks arrived there in the 7th century. And in 2012, DNA analysis conducted on Pharaoh Tutankhamun, Ramses III, Ramses IV, and several other mummies proves that Africa's ancient Egyptians were indeed Africans. Their DNA matches prove that they belong to the human Y chromosome group E1B1A. It is the Y chromosome group of black sub-Saharan Africans who speak the Niger-Congo languages. It's a blatant lie taught within white schools that Africa was uncivilized and illiterate before the arrival of the invading Europeans. They've also miseducated U.S. to believe that our racial group has contributed virtually nothing towards the building of modern society. Millions of black people graduate from their white-governed high schools and colleges believing that the only thing invented by black people was peanut butter. However, the reality is the exact opposite of what millions manipulated to believe. Despite cultural traumas wrought by the injustices of white racism and slavery, most inventions that have revolutionized the world were either invented by a black person inspired by an earlier design by a black person. When a well-packaged web of lies has been sold gradually to the masses over generations, the truth will seem utterly preposterous and its speaker a raving lunatic. Dresden James. A hidden fact is that after slavery was abolished in the U.S. in 1865, beginning from 1870 and 1940, African Americans filed 726 invention patents. People go directly from being enslaved, where they were denied an education, to producing so many inventions in such a short period is astounding. Furthermore, those numbers of patent applications submitted by African Americans more than doubled those submitted by whites during the same time frame. The white society conceals that most inventions that have revolutionized the world were either invented by a black person inspired by an earlier design by a black person by falsely giving themselves credit for most creations made by black people. Keep repeating lies through media ads, falsely scripted movies, miseducation, and everyone will accept those false narratives before long. Case point and proof. White historians teach us that Henry Ford invented the first automobile. An African-American inventor and carriage company entrepreneur named Charles Richard Patterson built the first automobile. The C.R. Patterson and Sons Company started as a carriage-building firm in 1873. In the early 1900s, Patterson and his son converted the company from a carriage business to an automobile manufacturer. It was released in 1905 and sold for $850. It had a four-cylinder Continental engine. C.R. Patterson began making automobiles before Henry Ford, and his cars were considered more sophisticated. C.R. Patterson and Sons were forced out of business by Henry Ford. In 1939, the company closed its big wooden doors. White historians also teach us that Thomas Edison is responsible for lighting up the world. But in reality, 
no companies purchased Edison's light bulb because it wasn't efficient enough. It lasts only a few minutes. The inventor whose light bulb was purchased, mass produced, and its inventor dispatched worldwide to oversee its installation was an African American named Louis Latimer. Therefore, in reality, the narrative was a black man who lit up the entire world. White social dominance over black people, the white society has manipulated millions to believe that their racial group is responsible for most inventions that have revolutionized the world. But the reality is the exact opposite. The hidden reality. Without black people, there would not exist skyscrapers. It is because black people invented the elevator, the air conditioning, and central heating. Alexander Miles invented the elevator, Frederick Jones invented the air condition, and Alice Parker, a black woman, invented the heating furnace in 1919, which provided central heating. If you enjoy using the internet thank. Philip Imigwali, a Nigerian computer scientist, is regarded by many as the father of the internet. He invented the supercomputer in 1987. His formula used 65,000 separate computer processors to perform 3.1 billion calculations per second in 1989. That feat led to computer scientists comprehending the capabilities of supercomputers and the practical applications of creating a system that allowed multiple computers to communicate. Philip Imigwali also invented the accurate weather forecasting system in 1990. He also used his mathematical and computer expertise to develop methods for extracting more petroleum from oil fields. If you enjoy sending emails, thank an African-American named Emmett McHenry. McHenry created a complex computer code whereby ordinary people can now surf the web or email without studying computer science. He made what we know today simply as com. If you enjoy your digital cell phone, thank an African-American named Jesse Eugene Russell. He is an inventor and electrical engineer that invented digital cellular technology. He pioneered the field of digital cellular communication in the 1980s through high-power linear amplification and low-bit-rate voice encoding technologies. He received a patent in 1992, U.S. Patent No. 5,084,869, for digital cellular-based station design. Jesse Russell holds several patents and is a crucial person to the invention of the modern cell phone. If you enjoy using your PC monitor, thank an African-American named Dr. Mark Dean. Dean is the inventor-slash-computer scientist and engineer responsible for developing several landmark technologies, including the modern color PC monitor, the industry standard in 1981. In 1999, Dean also led a team of programmers to develop one of the stepping stones of modern-day computer technology, the first gigahertz chip. The CMOS microprocessor chip is remarkable because it processed a billion calculations and large amounts of data in a second. Dean holds 20 individual patents. If you enjoy using your GPS, thank Gladys Mae West, an African-American mathematician known for her contributions to the mathematical modeling of the shape of the Earth and her work on developing the satellite geodesy models incorporated into the Global Positioning System, GPS. Dr. Thomas O. Mensa is a Ghanaian-born chemical engineer and inventor. Inventor of fiber optics and nanotechnology and awarded seven USA and worldwide patents in fiber optics. In all, he has some 14 patents. Dr. Patricia Bath, an African-American scientist, invented and patented in 1988 the cataract laser Foucault probe that helped save the eyesight of millions. Millions of people around the world unknowingly owe their eyesight to this black woman. Mark Hanna developed the 3D graphics technology used in many major Hollywood movies. Shirley Ann Jackson made several telecommunications breakthroughs, leading to the touch-tone phone, caller ID, and call waiting. Marie Van Britten Brown invented the home surveillance security system. Henry Sampson invented the non-digital cellular phone in 1983. There is more. 
Gerald A. Lawson invented the first home video game system with interchangeable cartridges. Percy L. Julian invented the process of synthesis, which led to the birth control pill and improvement in cortisone production. There is more. Matthew A. Cherry is the inventor of the tricycle. In May 1888, Cherry received his patent for the tricycle. G.T. Sampson invented the clothes dryer in 1892. George R. Carruthers invented the ultraviolet camera spectrograph. In 1885, two black inventors, L.S. Burridge and N.R. Marsham invented the typewriter. J. Gregory invented the motor. Six African-American scientists were essential in the making of the first atomic bomb. One was J. Ernest Wilkins, one of the world's leading mathematicians who earned his Ph.D. at 17. Alexander Miles invented the elevator and safety devices for elevator. Patent no. 371207. Alice Parker, a black woman, is credited with inventing the heating furnace in 1919, which provided central heating. Garrett A. Morgan invented the automatic traffic signal and the gas mask. Edmund Berger invented the spark plug. J.B. Winters invented the fire escape ladder. John L. Love invented the pencil sharpener 2311-189 patent number 594114. Frederick Jones invented the air conditioner. John A. Johnson invented the wrench. John Standard invented the refrigerator. Lewis Howard Latimer invented the electric lamp and the filament for the light bulbs. The smallpox inoculation method was brought from Africa by an African named Onsimus. Philip Downing invented the letter drop mailbox on October 27, 1892. John Burr invented the lawnmower. Marjorie Joyner holds the patent for the permanent hair wave machine. Lloyd Hall created the chemical compound that preserves meat. S.H. Love invented improvements to military guns April 22, 1919. S.H. Love invented improvements to the vending machine January 21, 1933. W.A. Levette invented the advanced printing press. Thomas J. Martin invented the fire extinguisher 3 to 261,872. W.D. Davis invented the riding saddle October 6, 1895. There is more. Do you know that the first successful open-heart surgery on this planet was a black surgeon within a black-owned hospital? Dr. Daniel Hale Williams. 1856-1931, founded Provident Hospital and Training School for Nurses, the first black-owned hospital in America, in 1891. And he performed the first successful open-heart surgery in 1893. Following the surgery, white surgeons from around the country and the world learned from Dr. Williams. Many white surgeons had attempted the surgery early, but their patients died. In 1940, Dr. Charles Drew, another African-American doctor, achieved yet another medical pioneering breakthrough. He invented blood plasma. And, just like Dr. Williams had experienced much earlier, white doctors traveled from around the world to learn from Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew was asked by white government officials to conventional blood banks the globe. The white society controls the education taught, the media images we see, and the societal narratives we routinely hear. With their infamous history and biases, it's possible to state with 100% certainty that they're now misusing this unfair scenario to manipulate the minds of black people to think in ways that serve and protect the interests of their white society. It's simply the people they are, it's the way they've always been, and it's the only way that they know how to be. If you find it easier to believe that a silly slave syndrome is controlling us, then it's because you're ignorant. When you're childish, nonsense makes perfect sense. The slave syndrome myth presents what would be the least effective method used for controlling generations of people. Usually, people have the right to believe whatever they choose to think. However, there's an exception to this rule when it comes to the oppressed. When the beliefs held by the oppressed are falsehoods that hinder their liberation, 
those false beliefs must be exposed and eradicated. We must gain a clear and accurate understanding of our plight and condition. Because our experiences are flawed, all remedies that stem from those misunderstandings will also be inadequate. Black ignorance prevents hinders black liberation. The absolute truth is that we Africans globally are being lied to about our collective state by a racist white society that needs to keep us believing the fraudulent worst and lesser about ourselves to maintain their social dominance over us. It's a perception management system designed to preserve white social supremacy over black people. If it ever became common knowledge that black people invented most inventions that revolutionized the world. U.S. whites make up the most significant welfare recipients. The largest benefactors of affirmative action commit most crimes. And that long before the Europeans invaded Africa, African civilized Europe, this included introducing science, math, writing, philosophy, and even the daily bath to Europeans, this awareness would begin the erosion of the white society's social dominance over black people. Society functions based upon the community's popular perceptions, therefore, to maintain their white dominance, they've created the perception of their white superiority over blacks. The actual name of this infamous system remains classified. So we appropriately named it, the Black People's Matrix. Those that know the truth must teach. African Proverb. Please wake up.